Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Ray Worship Brother George Mudry. And messy hair, don't care, worshipful brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you got hair. That's I don't hear shit. It looks like <laughs> hell, though. Joe's going to give me a ration of crap for this. Uh, so we've been off for a couple weeks. Yeah, we have. We've been, um, you know, attending to our own things. George caught the uh, caught the hiv. Yeah. Well, you did, too, didn't you? I caught you the did. vid. Yeah, you yeah. got the vids. I got the um, vid. Well, you did. You don't now. I don't now. Yeah, just to clarify, he's uh, recovered. And... But I did lick your glass last week. Oh, man. And you cleaned my glass, too. I, I did. The water wasn't working, so I just like, had to lick it clean. Okay. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, the water wasn't working. Get, get tested when you get. So. That's fine. I got plenty of test kits. We're good. <laughs> anyway. Episode. This is what's going to kill us, anyway. Finally, honestly. episode. Yeah, notice you're red and I'm blue. <laughs> yeah. I took the red pill. <laughs> I didn't want to do. <laughs> Anyway, episode 216, Lodge Security. And why are we covering Lodge Security, Mr. Ken? Well, there have been quite a rash of uh, fires, and also um, in recent years, over the last couple of years, there have been some break-ins to various lodges and threats to uh, people's lives and so forth. And, you know, it's not at a uh, an epidemic kind of... Uh, pace right now but there have been a lot of lodge fires some of them are arson some of them you know it's just you know the lodge is burning <laughs> mm-hmm. you know bad electrical or something like that these buildings age over time and you know sometimes lodges fall on hard times and can't you know upgrade their infrastructure the way that they should and, and bad things happen so mm-hmm. but yeah there have been um some issues with security in general correct though felt it was time to actually you know, cover it in an actual episode rather than just allude to it. We, uh, we've we talked about it on other episodes, but never actually did an episode on the different types of things that we could use for security mm-hmm. um, in a particular lodge. So, uh, But first, being that you're banned from Instagram. Oh, no, I'm good now. Oh, you're good yeah, now. You can start with YouTube and all. All right, well, I was going to do YouTube. Uh, first thing I was going to do the Apple reviews, but uh, we'll start with yours first. Okay. Switch really quick, switch profiles, and hope to God that it works. Hey, it did. Awesome. I will say though, uh, before we get uh, bananas with this one, we currently uh, our channel is uh, we're pushing, we're we're getting very, very, very close to the one thousand mark. Yeah, we have right now forty six subscribers who are, are within the nine hundred range of getting that uh, challenge coin once mm-hmm. it's designed. Um, if you are one of those people, you can reach out to the Freemasons podcast and send a message just with your address. 
Uh, just make sure you are one of those people because I am verifying who you are. And just let me know what's your name on YouTube. And uh, if you're part of that uh, 100 people, you will be. I will be sending them out to you. Yeah. So we got quite a few followers on Instagram since the last time I was able to get this app to log in properly. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off with Jacob Rollins. Uh, Alhambra Lodge number 322. Welcome, brothers. Uh, East Lonk Service Lodge. Welcome to you, brothers. Kevin Keith, Sammy, X Minty Fresh, uh, Tierra Mela, Josh Stavrakoglu. You got it. Go okay. on. James Thomas, Daniel <laughs> Shimkus, Adam Plotnick, Michael Yensko, Derek Kober, Zach Willis, uh, Francisco Israel, uh, just Travis, I guess, Imagescapes Pictures, uh, Cheyenne Quinn, uh, Drew Shepard, Muhammad Rizwan, and our income, or actually our, our new Worshipful Master this year, Worshipful Brother Joe. Nice. Is our uh, our last follower. So thank you, brother, for following us, and thank you all for your follows, brothers and friends. As well as YouTube. Uh, again, get us to 1,000. Yeah. Yep. Subscribe, like, hit the little bell so that you can get notified when we go live, if yeah. we ever go live on time. <laughs> we, we do our best. We do our best. Yeah. We'll get back into a flow, we promise. All right, Ken. Yes, sir. We're doing the Metzcal. God help us. We haven't tried this uh, before this we aired either. This is the stuff that so. came from the G, yeah. Mr. Gideon. So uh, I went with the blue pill. Ken went with the red pill. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you have to which is better? comment, write a little thing in the comment whose face uh, puckers more. Yep. <laughs> Go on, Ken. All right. Brother, right hand to arms. Two arms. Ready? Not really. Aim. Aim. Too bad. Fire, fire all. Fire, good fire, fire all. Oh, fuck. Together, brother. Good. Viva, viva, viva. Oof. I still have my voice. I'm not fuck. making noises. I'm not puckering. Okay, switch I think I got models. the better one. You switch want to switch? Switch the mouse, switch the mouse. Switch places. We're going to switch. Oh, God. The red pill is not bad. Whew. And they look basically the same, oh. except for the color of the bottle. So. Well, if I had COVID before, I don't know more. Yeah. Holy shit. That glass is now clean. <sighs> Thank you, Gideon. Thank uh, you, Gideon. For my bottle, anyway. And then if we decided to betch out, we had the limoncello here. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. We need booze. Mm. We need to replenish our stock. Yeah, we are woefully uh, underprepared today. Yeah. All right, ready? Here we go. Apple Reviews. Love these brothers. When I got involved in Freemasonry many years ago, I never thought I'd be listening to such a fun podcast about the fraternity with a roaring rock intro, Lion of all bands. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's Lion. Great artist. And it comes from the movie Wraith. Mm-hmm. And uh, being Both that, now defunct. <laughs> and even the movie company. <laughs> yeah. Which is good because they gave up the rights and uh, now we can use it. Yeah. Uh, and that's from I keep up the great work from brother Andrew Shepard Harding San Juan Lodge 579 nice the next one because of course I backed out of it now I have to go back into it though Mm, that's what you is and that was from uh, whatever he wrote his name I don't need to go through his Apple name because holy shit thank god Uh, yeah, if you write an Apple review drop your name too so I can actually give you shout outs to a name if you want just Rooksy588. Well, some people don't want their some name. Some people don't want their name. Right, I get that. I'm vain, so I mean, yes, drop yes. my name. Right. You don't care. <laughs> Your digital footprint is uh, <laughs> sorted and vast. Five star review, perfect balance. 
Started listening as an EA back in July, just raised in October. Finally made it through everything up to current. Uh, this podcast oh. strikes a perfect balance between After Lodge Fellowship shenanigans and interesting education. I can't count how many times I've gone back to my lodge with, so I heard something on this podcast. <laughs> Whether it's an idea for community involvement to keep brothers coming back to f- uh, to fascinating, mostly factual, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not scholars, no. uh, history, there's something for everyone. I still have a, I still have the new guy's zeal for the craft, but y'all help me, gotta be from down south, yep. but y'all help me keep the fire burning uh, while helping me remember to say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's the job. It's That's a, what we're doing. It's a, it's a good word in Freemasonry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unless you get appointed to a committee in Open Lodge, and then you feel really bad saying no. Thanks for everything y'all are doing, and holler if y'all ever in Oklahoma. Okay. I was right. Cameron, Yukon Lodge number 90. Oh, so his name is Cameron. All right, cool. Brother Cameron. Nice. Yukon Lodge number 90, Yukon, Oklahoma. Thank you, brother, and congratulations, by the way. And that's the last. To the sublime degree. Well done. Bananas with the Apple reviews. I love it. Oh, you got another one? No, I'm just saying. Like, oh, okay. We've had a, like a, a flurry of them recently. That's great. Thank you so much for reviewing us. If you haven't already, um, please do so. It does help us out. Mm. And, you know, even if you got some uh, constructive <sighs> feedback for us, leave us a review. We appreciate that. Keep talking, Ken, because I'm dreading actually doing this freaking toast. Ugh. All right, let's try this. No, right it's going gonna, gonna to be fine. Brother, right hand to arms. To arms. Ready? Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. That was better. This one's fine. <sighs> Whatever. Together, brother. <laughs> viva, viva, viva. I think Beautiful. I finally, after all these years, I think I have a taste for tequila now. Or mezcal, as yeah. it were. Antonio. Oh, I could just look over there. I don't know where I got my fucking phone. This one's actually good. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with either right. one of these. Have at it. Um, Salud. Yeah. Just checking out everything here on the uh, Oh, he's from feed. Mexicali, Baja, California, Mexico, and, and that's basically Antonio where this is Torres. from, right? Isn't this from yes. Uh, Baja? Yes. That's a different... Uh, I don't know if it's from Baja, uh, but they that's a different breed down there. I'll tell you that right now, because God damn, this was... Guan, pain, the, Guan, the blue is more painful than the red. Yeah, I don't know where this is made. Uh, also, I can't speak Spanish, so it may actually say that somewhere, and I just don't... Guanajuato? You know. Guanajuato. Right here on the bottom. Yeah, Guanajuato. Guanajuato. All right. Okay. Bless I him. don't know exactly where that is in Mexico, <laughs> but um, maybe it's near you. But welcome, brother. George lost. You're damn right I lost. Ugh. Anyway. I lost bigly. I lost bigly, which is a rarity for me because I usually lose by a little. <laughs> wow, look at the man poking it's fun at himself shot. because Joe's not here. That's great. Um, it's big of you. It is big of me. <laughs> All moving right. on. Moving on. All right. So uh, we're going to be talking about the <clears throat> first time it was a lodge in Dublin, right? That uh, got burnt down to the ground by some. Yeah, there were a, there were a couple recently, but yeah, there was definitely one in Dublin. There was one in New Hampshire. Yep. That got cooked. Um, I know the one in Milwaukee had the had the guy who was thwarted by the FBI who was going to shoot up the place. Mm, that was a couple of years ago. Oh. But yeah, that was. So first and foremost things I would say, brothers, is uh, the Tyler position is not a figurative position. Correct. Uh, It is an actual position. 
It's ceremoniously. It's a ceremoniously, loosely, how do I put it? Well, it's traditional, right? Because back in the 1700s, I mean, we're obviously still serious about um, keeping off cow and eavesdroppers and people Uh not, like, you know, rolling in when we're going through our ritual. We still are. It's just a lot easier to, like, have locked doors now than it was in the 1700s. But, yeah, they had guys with swords. Right, that would prevent people from poking their faces in the window, or... and their job was to lop yeah. people's heads off. Yeah. I imagine back in, in, in a day. metaphorical way. Yeah, I, don't I know mean, about metaphorical back in the day, probably not. <laughs> but hey, if you're like if you're rolling up on a lodge in the 1700s and there's a guy with a big sword and he's pushing you back, and people knew how to use swords back then. By the way, it's mm. not like people were you know walking around with pistols and stuff. Uh, you'd probably think twice about walking into that lodge. Uh, do our Tylers still carry ceremonial swords in uh-huh. some jurisdictions and some lodges? Yes. I'm the Tyler in my home lodge um, uh-huh. in Waterbury, and I carry a sword. Um, it's not going to do any damage if somebody wants to get in. I'm going to have to rely on other measures. But, right. you know, there, there's a reason for that, and it's tradition, and it does go back to when those were operative swords, mm. and we kept people out of our lodges with them. And, and we'll talk... We, we've talked before about, I know some lodges don't want firearms in their lodges, which mm-hmm. realistically it's up to them. It's the master's prerogative. Well, um, in the Connecticut jurisdiction. It in, is, the, yes. in the Connecticut jurisdiction is. I don't know about other grand jurisdictions if they have a banning of it. In the states, it probably it goes a couple different ways from the brothers that I've talked to around the nation. But you've got right. some countries where it's just verboten to own a firearm altogether. And so, yeah, you're not unless you're, you know, in the military in that particular country or a a law enforcement uh, agent who can carry a firearm off duty. Then, yeah, there's nobody going to be packing. And we're going to go through all the different things that you can do um, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of firearms. I mean, firearms are, you know, realistically a last measure. The last thing you want to do is you get somebody poking through the window, you're going to pop, you know, pop one yeah, off. I would not advocate probably that. Probably not where you are. Yeah, but um, I mean, technology's come a long way too and there's some, some solutions through technology as well correct. we can talk about. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I mean, even if somebody, with these last string of things that are going on, mm-hmm. it's arson, right? So it's... It could be, yeah. It's some idiot with a gas can and a rag and a freaking lighter. Yep. And, you know, and again, I'm... I'm it's not an explosion. They're not planting bombs. They're just setting the lodge on fire, right? Right, right. So, it's a relatively undefended target, and somebody just wants to, uh, I don't right. know, mentally ill or whatever, and they just want to watch something burn, whatever the case or may be. Or they think that we're, we got babies in the basement. Yeah, they think that we're evil somehow, yeah. Right. So, a, first and foremost, I think um, there, there's two ways to protect your lodge and the building. And... One of which is very simple. So us here at Morningstar Lodge, we don't own our building. Right. Our building is a historical building. Mm-hmm. There are also other businesses in this building. Mm-hmm. So realistically, if some fucking wackadoo decides to come burn the building down, you're destroying other people's livelihoods as well. Right. Right. So... <sighs> Which, if you're setting fire to something, you're probably a little bit unstable anyway, so you right. may, may or may not care about Here's that just to begin with. I don't know. We as Masons aren't here all the time. Right. All right. So downstairs, we have Jimmy's, which is a bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. They stay open till the wee hours of night. Yep. So during the day, no one's going to probably burn the place down. They're going to do their act at night where they're concealed and hidden and they can hide in the shadows and mm-hmm. kind of, right? So in the middle of the day when people are walking up and down the road in Main Street, probably not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's a pretty active area. Pretty active. Yeah. 
at night is when they're going to do it. But if you have a bar with people outside and walking in and out and shouting the frick front stoop smoking cigarettes and stuff probably. the probability yeah. of somebody actually coming to burn our building down or attack our building is relatively low yeah because you have eyes everywhere and right. again this being a bar cops usually will patrol by yeah. it and it's also the downtown area so right. i mean there's a police station right around the corner there's a fire department over there i mean they're they're floating around anyway even if there wasn't a bar downstairs so yeah it's, this is not a not what I would consider to be a soft target for oh, arson. Correct. Um, so with that being said, there are some lodges that, that are their entire building is their their lodge. That's that's yeah. an entire giant building. Those are usually the ones that, that get burned down. And yeah, the reason being is because yeah. relatively undefended. Nobody's there at night. Mm-hmm. And this happens. So I think the first course of action, and this is just my particular belief, is you need to put cameras up. Cameras... Mm-hmm. Okay. Will cameras won't stop the person from doing it, but I mean, with modern technology now, I can jump on my phone, yep, and I can see what my cameras are doing. Yep. Motion; these cameras will react to motion. Yep, and they're relatively cheap too. They're relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, and, and you can set your lodge secretary up, or in my personal opinion would be give that to the lodge tyler. First off, I am a firm believer that the tyler should be a paid position. That's just me. Because some some places it some is. places they yeah. don't, yep. and the reason being is because well, Tyler's job should be much like the like private security in a way of, yeah. in a way because I mean if your if your job is to tile the lodge and guard the lodge from. It, it, that's all the time. You might be putting yourself in a measure of risk, too. But, yeah, it's right. also a, a full-time position where if you're getting notifications, like motion notifications from cameras at Lodge. And right. You you're getting motion notifications. Place, like, yeah, okay, and, yes, job. I'm not saying drive down there and whoop an ass. But no, you can call the police. Hey, hey we got a guy that. out here who looks like he's lighting something in front of our right. building. It looks like he's trying to burn the place down. Cops will be there. Yep. Eh, whatever. Yeah. I can't um, agree with you. I'd go, I would go one step even cheaper than that. Joseph Schultz, we installed the bat signal. Very expensive. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> but in that vein, um, starting even cheaper, let's go from like cheapest and easiest to implement to okay. the most complex because there are some lodges trebuchet. out there. Trebuchet. Yeah, trebuchet. Yeah, we can just build a catapult, <laughs> boiling vats of acid. Or no, sorry, tar and feather. I don't know. So, ah, shit. Here's the deal. I mean, some lodges are in kind of, you know, not great financial straits. Membership, you know, might be lower in some rural areas than in the cities and so forth. And the city, in the, the rural areas are particularly vulnerable because you have a, a lodge building that might be all wood out in the middle of farmland, like Worshipful Brother Joe's oh. home lodge. That's, that's a, a, a more tempting target for these types of people than something like this lodge here or Harmony in Waterbury. See, so I, I lighting. Have... Can, can I? Oh, there you go. Lighting is number one. Put lights, floodlights out, and put them on motion triggers. That way, there you're not running up the the electrical bills. You'd be surprised how big of a crime deterrent just lighting up a space is when it's always dark. So if I, if I can just on that, I, I would disagree with you on that one. Those little country bumfuck lodges that are off in the woods and everything. Oh, watch it, Joe's. And I'm not making. I'm just you know poking fun. But those lodges, I don't think would be a target, and I'll tell you why. Most people oh, yeah, okay. who do these acts want attention. Yeah. 
Yeah. They want to be on the 5 o'clock news. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that was me. I burned the place down. It's an attention thing rather than an actual. They want their five minutes of fame. That's my personal opinion. I could be okay. wrong. But so they're going to do it to not. They're not going to do it to some little small lodge that looks like a Grange building. They're going to do it to your big, elaborate buildings that are, you know. Okay. That well, are that out has, in the middle of everything. That has been the trend of late. Too. It has. If you been. look at the one, uh, the the fires and Masonic buildings that have been arsons, they tend to be not in little rural areas. It's Correct. usually in a city. It's usually somewhere. So okay, I'm um, good with that. But anyway, lighting. You, yeah, I agree. Lighting, lighting. lighting is. I mean, that's just for not just lodges, but anywhere, right? Like if you if you're worried about your house and you're in a high crime area or something like that, lighting is usually the number one thing uh-huh. that your municipal police will tell you to put up. Uh-huh. Because if you can't skulk around in the shadows, because there are no shadows, yeah, they can't case the place. They can't hide or you know wait for somebody to to enter the building so that they can you know, bop them one or just kind of like sneak in behind them or whatever to gain access. Like lighting is pretty universally recommended and it's relatively cheap. Right. Again, motion triggers. You don't have to worry about running up the Uh electrical bills except when it's super windy. Use passive infrared motion sensors, by the way. So the regular really, really cheap um, infrared motion sensors are not passive. Okay. All right. So... Any motion, like a, a twig or a leaf blowing by, or when it's snowing out, it'll set it off. Passive okay. infrared looks for a heat signature in motion. Okay. So a person will set it off, a large animal, something like that. A car driving by the, the camera or uh-huh. by the sensor will, will set it off. Passive infrared, PIR, motion sensors is what you want. Right. Um, I think the next course of action, between you have lights, you have cameras, mm-hmm. being an alarm system. Absolutely. Get an alarm system and get one of those with those high squealing, makes a ton of freaking noise. And Yeah. If it's a lodge building, yeah, you don't really care about noise. You want to make noise. You want to make noise, right. Yeah. So, you know, if, you're, if you have something that's going to make a ton of noise, especially in an area where other people are going to hear it. Somebody's going to call the it's cops. It's going to draw attention. Someone's mm-hmm. going to call the cops. And if your dumbass is running away from what you were about to do, I mean. You're the immediate you're suspect. You're the immediate suspect. Yeah. So. Alarm systems, I would go yep. with next. Uh, and that could be motion inside and outside. Yep, and they um, do have monitored ones, too, uh-huh. that are relatively cheap, right? I mean, right. again, technology, right? You used to have to, like, go to ADT or one of these big alarm companies and spend thousands of dollars on installation and then hundreds of dollars a month on monitoring and so forth. Right. You can get away with it. The one that um, I've installed most recently was... I think 200 bucks for the kit, which came with a bunch of, bunch of sensors, pretty much everything you need to do a small residential home, which would probably uh-huh. cover a lodge as well. And the monitoring is about like $12 a month. Uh-huh. It really isn't that bad. Right. So um, if you have that in your particular country, in your area, in your region of the world, um, uh-huh. it's not a huge financial burden on the lodge, especially uh-huh. if you've had incidents in the past where people have tried to break in. Right. Um, I guess what I would say... Again, uh, we're talking about larger lodges where heat sensors don't work. Uh, Joseph Schultz, heat sensors don't work against gingers. gingers. <laughs> They're like the well, I mean, I said you need a heat signature. So <laughs> if, if you don't, if you don't have one because you're a vampire or a ginger or both, <laughs> or tarwood, you just or me, light. yeah, I just reflect infrared light back into the camera and blind it. Me, Doesn't I'm, work for everyone. I don't get caught on those things. I'm too short. I'm like, right, exactly. Like watching mice run across the field. Yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven when George. <laughs> you can rob this place blind. 
You're like under the radar envelope. Uh, that's right. Uh, small animals don't get caught on cameras and uh, yeah, sensors. That's true. <laughs> Why would I get caught? That's true. <laughs> the biggest thing that sets mine off is deer. Like, you know, bobcats, rabbits, they don't trigger they don't, that sensor. No, Squirrels don't. don't trigger it. My dogs don't trigger it. <laughs> so, yeah, you're about dog size. Pretty much. Um, because my oldest dog. <laughs> Uh, so the next step up, and again, I want to talk about this. I'm talking about in terms of larger lodges that are um, elaborate, decorative, established in a town like, yep. um, you, you know, like the New Haven building. The New Haven building is a large Masonic yeah. temple. Big brownstone building. Big brownstone building. The Waterbury one. And the Waterbury, the Waterbury temple is, yeah, I mean, it was an old church, so it's uh-huh. on a corner. Usually people think it's a church, and maybe that's why we don't get that's true. As much abuse as we could. Right. Because you got to be really brazen to do something to a church, man. Yeah. Like, you got to be a real people do it, bag though. of turds. Yeah. I, I mean, there's... People do do it, though. There's other lodges. And again, I'm not just talking... I mean, Connecticut alone, there's there's a bunch of historical lodges and buildings mm-hmm. that... Uh, well, not so much of it used to be the Meriden building. That was a monstrous... It is, yeah. It's uh, a elaborate building. It's a religious temple now. They sold it, which is unfortunate because it was really a beautiful yeah. building. But I mean, the the new owners are keeping it up. But yeah, uh-huh. that that was a that was like on par with the uh, the building in New Haven. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful. There was three lodge rooms, I think, in there. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, but these are the kind of the buildings that I'm talking about. Um, and even ones that just stick out. Like, it doesn't have to be elaborate and beautiful on the outside. If you have a giant G on the outside of your building, yeah. it's going to draw attention yep. to these people who think, oh, there's the, there's the people. Yeah. You know. the, the same people that are the level of crazy to think that yes. we're evil, you know, baby killers are the uh-huh. same crazy that would probably burn a building randomly. Right. So, right. unfortunately, we're on that side of the... So these are the ones I'm kind of talking about. And again, the other thing you can do, and again, we're stepping up, or, or I think we're slowly incrementing uh, our security, if you will. To the these, sophistication the of sophistication. our security. One yeah. of them is, and again, I'm bring, I brought up New Haven before, is because they have a custodian. Yep. Yeah, basically a night watchman. Basically, basically a night watchman. Um, he's there, I don't know until when, but it's he's there pretty late. His sole job is, I mean, he cleans up and does things and cleans the building and yep. takes manage it and maintains it and stuff. But his other job is he's got cameras in that office. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a little small office, and that's his job. He's not armed. He's an older guy, but he's there. He's watching, the and he present, can call the police. It's very simple. He's yep. a phone call away. Yep. Um, I personally uh, think that you know having eyes on your building, whether it be by camera by actual people. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about camera is um, it's video evidence. Yeah. You so can if the guy it, sits yep, there and yep. says, you know, I didn't do that. Bull, bullshit. I got you right here. You on just camera. take all of that and you upload it and give it to the police yep. and give them a link to it and mm. then they can deal with it. Whereas with a night watchman or something. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's there. He can say it. But I mean, realistically, without video proof, unless he's wearing a body camera, and I can't imagine a Masonic yeah, you know, guardsmen watching a body camera. But you know, even from a, deter- a little banana sandwich at that yeah. point, I think. Even a deterrent from a deterrent standpoint, he's walking around. Right. And he's got a flashlight, right? So if you're right. like casing a building and you see somebody walking around inside with a flashlight, mm-hmm. eh, you're probably less likely. You have to be really brazen to be like, "Oh, I'm going to break in anyway and ice that guy." Like you got to right. be a real dirtbag, right? So that um, helps. Hey, did you like my picture of the security guard though that I put on? Uh- yeah, the one All that was sleeping with the uh, <laughs> with the cardboard the cutout of an actual like <laughs> s- 
standing at attention security guard. I you must have gotten that from one of your friends at work. Or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I actually got that pulled it off the internet. I seen. I was like, I'm no, like security guard. Funny. I popped it in Googler and boom, there oh, it was. Wow, look at you. It was uh, with the. I was smart search query scrolling, scrolling through. Scrolling, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, uh, so that's kind of what we've talked about. Um, Night watchmen are expensive, so we're we're uh-huh. we're stepping up on the uh, the mm-hmm. financial and you correct. Know, the, uh, yeah, you're stepping up on it. I think okay. at that point, uh, that's pretty much for everything that when you're not in Lodge. That's where a Lodge is dark, it's quiet, no one's there. Claymore mines. On Claymore mines. Sharks with freaking laser beams yeah. on their head. We could go <laughs> We could go more sophisticated than a Night Watchman if we wanted to. <laughs> Cameras are good, though. And you know what? If you got a system... How about you- those eagle people from freaking, uh, what was that, uh, Flash Gordon? Flash? Gordon? Yeah, Flash Gordon, remember? Yeah, but those don't exist. You Flash! Can't... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fictitious uh, bird hybrid man monsters. Uh, got Mothman, next, I'm next just saying. on the list, I guess. Find some way to get Mothman to I your lodge. I was say that one of these, uh, so a, a few of these security systems that are out there have those doorbell things integrated as part of their ecosystem, right. which is great if you're Tyler. Uh-huh. It's not so much a security thing, but if a brother... Um, you know, is coming to a meeting late, and mm. for whatever reason, the door to get in, the primary door, as in my home lodge, is Locks. quite far away and, like, two floors away from the lodge room. Right. You know, you get a little beep, and you can, like, either look at your phone or you mm-hmm. have a little tablet mounted on the inside of the doorway, and you can talk to that brother and be like, you know, oh, you don't have a key? Okay, I'll be right down, or I'll send somebody mm. down to, to let you in. It's It's a convenience for brothers who can't get into lodge on time. So if you have that issue in your lodge... It's very cheap to add one of these things onto one of these systems if you buy it. Not gonna lie though, it would be pretty freaking hilarious to have like somebody like, like a like a figurine with big giant wings, just like sprawls wings when they go to do something stupid in front of the lodge. Okay, I mean that's achievable. I mean, that'd be pretty funny, you know. Okay, all right, then we. Uh, that guy's about to go light a fire. Looks up and goes, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> you see that on one of the cameras. Uh, it'd be the next thing on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> The Masons had Mothman at the top yeah. of the building when I tried to burn it. Yep. So we went straight from cam- or Night Watchman to Mothman. That's the next next item on the agenda. I made welcome. a live viewing. Hey, welcome, James Ferguson. Hey, talking about lodge security. Welcome, brother. So, uh, so now let's talk about security while in lodge. Why is that important? Mm. Well, most of these things have been pansy ass people who are just running around burning buildings down because they, I don't know. Because they're cowards. Like, we don't have insurance. I mean, granted, some of our stuff is probably antiques. I think think you're probably right, though. Under most circumstances, yeah, there are. But it's also, it's it's attention-seeking cowards, basically, Mm -hmm. that are are performing that particular kind of act. Yeah. So, but there is the other half that actually want to do harm. Two Masons. Right. Or they feel that extinguishing the fraternity is their uh, yeah, right. right or duty or something. So now, so so let's be clear. There are people out there that actually believe that we are NWO or right. bad people or, or we actually do harm or trying to take whatever the hell they're... They firmly 1,000% believe it. What are you looking up, Kenny? Uh, I was going to look up the uh, report for that. Um, oh, okay. That How about in it? Wisconsin, yeah. Um, but there are people who actually believe this. So 
there in t- in, and to find out our information as to when are we have meeting nights and when we meet and all that stuff is not hard. It's posted either on uh, the Lodge's Facebook page or some Lodges have their own just web page. Um, yep. So yep. it's it's not difficult. You can call up the Grand Lodge and say, hey, I was thinking about petitioning a lodge. What time? I was, you can call up the Grand Lodge. But what time is this lodge meeting? Oh, they're going to meet. First Saturday, third Thursday. Yeah, or you got Facebook uh, Facebook groups and stuff for a lot of lodges. It's right. easy enough to find it. So it's not hard to say, you know, hey, I want to fill out a petition. When can I come? Oh, we're meeting, we're meeting Wednesday. Yep. And this person, if you will, uh, can show up at the lodge uh, with intent to do harm. Now, what their weapon of choice is, um. Well, and let's be clear. They're probably going to show up with a weapon, and the reason being is because you have, uh, let's say, on a on a bad night, Ken. How many How many yeah. people your lodge got? Uh, inside on a rough on a, night. On a say, rough it's a night? rough night. No, maybe like twelve brothers. Okay. Yeah. On a good night, uh, for like an event and stuff, you could push fifty. Okay. Yeah. We're roughly ballparking around that that same amount. Yep. There. So this guy is not going to show up unarmed because he will get his ass whooped by between. (laughs) Even if nobody's carrying that night, I mean, you can't. Well, let's take let's take that out of the equation. Right. Let's just we're just going hands on. We're going to throw them things. Yep. It's twelve against one. Even if you show up with a buddy or two, it's twelve against one. You're going to get pummeled, and then you're going to get the cops called on you, and you're going to jail. Yep. Yep. So they're obviously going to show up with some sort of a weapon, whether it be a knife, a... What are you looking at? Who's that's, that creep? It's the guy who... That's the dude? Who's going to attack the Masonic Lodge. What are you getting yeah. at the New Year sale? Oh, let me see. This, this year, <laughs> dive into community stories. That Ken's looking up a webpage. Oh, it's it the Milwaukee up, uh... Journal Sentinel. I can subscribe right now for $1. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do Ken's that. Ken's looking right up now. a website at the... Yeah. yeah, he looks like a sweetheart. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, can you put that up? Uh, can you stitch, stitch that in? Um, yeah, let me work on that, but you can keep yeah. going with what you were So they're going to show up with a weapon of some sort, whether it be something small or something non... I don't think they're going to show up with some pepper spray and just piss everybody in the lodge room off. They're probably going to show up with something to in, with intent to do harm. Yeah, so, if you know there are people in there, then yeah, probably. Yeah, you're, you're not showing up with pepper spray just to piss everyone off and make their eyes water. You're showing yeah. up to do something. So you're going to show up with a knife. You're going to show up with a katana blade, I don't know, a war hammer. I don't know. You're going to show up with a, a, a gun. You're going to show up with something. Yep. So now we have to talk about, well, how do, and this is why I brought up the Tyler originally, how do you keep your brother safe? When your lodge is going on, you're behind closed doors, windows closed, doors closed, how do you keep the brother safe? Number one, lock the goddamn doors. I can't tell you how many times that the lodge doors are wide open. Uh, Naugatuck, and I'll call out their lodge, uh, Shepherd Salem, actually has a doorbell. So when you open yep. the bottom door, it goes ding dong and up in the lodge room, and they know somebody came in. Well, what happens at that point? Tyler leaves the room, goes down. He's looking to see who it is. Um, so that'd be number one. Number two is just lock them. Um, I, I know there are so many different ways to securely lock doors, but still allow brothers in. I mean, one of the things is they get the key fob thing. Uh, you could do key fobs if you have the money for that type of system, or you that, could just issue keys. I'm just saying most lodges that have large buildings that yeah. you have to 
control access. Control access yeah. to? Key fobs are pretty key fobs are pretty cheap way to do it. Yeah. And um, it works. You just stick the key in the door, bleep, lock on locks yeah. door, you're in. Somebody doesn't pay their dues, they get dropped the MPD, you just deactivate, deactivate their the key fob. code. Yep. That to me is probably the easiest way. That guy with the sunglasses. Yeah, let on. me let me show you what he's I'm just got one of those here, noses. Yeah. Oh, you didn't transition it. No, I did. We no, you did not. Yeah. Let me get out of studio mode here so you can see what we're looking yeah. at. But yes, he's uh, he doesn't look like a very nice man. But this is actually a he's story. He's got one of those faces. You just want to deliver one right to the suckle. Yeah. This is actually a story about man. This ad, this thing keeps popping up. It wants you to. It wants you to to get your get your one dollar voucher. No, I need Christ to sakes. subscribe and then right. be done with it. But basically, the <laughs> the story reads: This is actually after it happened. So this was um, after he went to court. He had his day in court, and a Milwaukee man, once accused of plotting a mass shooting downtown to defend Islam, has pleaded guilty nearly six years later to possessing an unregistered machine gun. So he had a class three. He had a. Uh, <laughs> fully automatic gun, and he pled guilty. Uh, the FBI's announcement uh, that it had thwarted the alleged plot made national headlines in 2016. It said, Sammy Hamzea, then 23, uh, has been conspiring to kill 30 people at the Humphrey Scottish Rite Masonic Temple. Uh, Hamzea's lawyers argued he made outlandish and boastful comments to impress a pair of FBI informants who hounded him for months. Hamzea was never charged with terrorism, only possession of two machine guns and a silencer he purchased for $570 from undercover agents. And I just want to say a point out here, uh, Brother James Ferguson, he said, and this is not just for lodges that are, uh, that are sold lodges, but several also host public events and weddings. Or our museums. Some people do not care what is happening at the lodge building. They just see. And that's true. A lot of lodge buildings, uh, former lodge buildings, they were yep. sold. They still got the square and compasses either in stone etched on the front of yeah. the building. Like Meriden. It's not a Masonic right. temple anymore, but it, it or looks like one. Masonic buildings, we sometimes rent our space out for yep. baby showers, bridal showers, whatever, or, 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 you know, Anything of our Jack and Jills yeah. for Christ's sake. We we rented out our space. It's a it's a large space with rooms and usually yeah. with kitchens and like we rent our things out. And most of these people do not care what's going on. No, they they might... think it's a Masonic event, and it's <laughs> not even there. There might not be one Freemason in that building. Well, there's usually you know, one because he's the one who's locking and unlocking. You know, okay. or you know, or monitoring. I don't or know. They it's... could be issued a key or something like that. Right. Like it's you know, it's it's. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. I switched to a picture of the uh, Humphrey uh, Scottish Rite Masonic Center. That was the one oh. that he was attempting to. So was it an actual lodge? Was the actual lodge was going on? Um, was I believe he was conspiring to do that when lodge was going on. Um, I don't think he was actually physically there. I think the FBI kind of nabbed him when he tried oh, to purchase the firearms off of them. Uh, okay, it says good. here the case has dragged on while hundreds of hours of recorded conversations, mostly in Arabic, were transcribed and translated to English. Crowded court dockets also contributed to the long wait for a trial. As we know, here in America, mm -hmm. the court system does kind of take a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, according to court records, Make at some sweat. point, yeah, Hamzaya watched YouTube videos espousing the incorrect belief that Masons secretly support the Islamic State which purportedly led Hamzea and the informants to settle on the Milwaukee Center as a target, which is weird. So he was kind of like working with these informants, and they were posing as uh -huh. someone, you know, a couple people sympathetic to his cause. They were undercover agents, basically. Right, and uh, settled on that. Dumbass! Area. But he was under some um, 
you know, misinformation that somehow we, you know, Freemasons support any state, which is not really what we're about, much less the the, the Islamic state. So Hamzaya later told the informants we he wanted don't... to cancel the plan after he said two imams told him it would be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Hamzaya, described by prosecutors as a serious danger, was jailed for more than two years, longer than any sentence he would likely get if convicted, his lawyers argued. So... He didn't actually go through with the plan. He didn't even actually go there. So he chickened shit out, basically. That was basically what happened. But it's the point that somebody had this as an idea. Uh That's a little scary. Yeah. I will say this, then. All right. Uh, I'm still going to shit on this guy for actually even thinking about doing anything violent because that's kind of, you know, douchebaggish, if you will. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I will say... Not a good plan. Um... Uh, you want to switch to the other YouTube just so I can read the comments. If there's yep. Anything. And also, I mean, do your homework first, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he had two imams, which are uh, imam, right? Imam? Yeah, it's like the, uh, the equivalent of a priest. Priest. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Who said, yeah, this is wrong. Good for them. Like, you know, and, and there's just a thing. I think they all would say that. Freemasonry <laughs> doesn't subscribe to one religion. No. Secondly, we also don't have anything to do with politics, especially... Right. Uh, quote quote terrorist no if you states, got, if, if you've got you two states that are kind of against each other freemasonry is never going to side with one over the other i mean right. what, what we what we believe in is moral codes and doctrines not religious or political ones. i mean after drinking this garbage i'm thinking out to uh, thinking of reaching out to the grand lodge of russia and getting some some good shit and the like, mm, yeah instead of well, but i'm just I mean, my my joke I, is that the united no states and russia yeah. right don't really get along but you know, better a, than they used to anyway a brother in you know russia is no different than a brother in america and we wouldn't right. the politics wouldn't even be brought up it just doesn't happen it's not how it's supposed to happen right anyway um let's get back to this person is mm-hmm. now coming to do harm to the lodge found out when the brothers were going to be there and he's planned his attack there's no informants there's no undercovers this guy is dead set on doing his harm oh we're doing a hypothetical now hypothetical okay got it so we first thing what would stop him would be a locked door one yeah a locked door is going to stop him he could shoot up the outside of the building have fun and all he's going to do is hit mortar and brick have fun for the most part okay which could yeah you right. could put the general public in harm's way but i mean what i'm saying dead set on it anyway the then, chances yeah. of him actually going to Getting harm anybody inside is yeah. going to be very slim right. unless he's you know whatever so nice strong door most of our nice buildings have like security doors steel doors mm-hmm. anyway make sure the locks work make sure you <laughs> lock the doors when you go upstairs to lodge well that's what i was, the other part I was gonna bring up we lock the outer doors make yeah. sure the outside of the doors are locked but also lock the lodge room doors lock mm. the doors that you're all congregated in that's a tough one as though. a secondary defense in a sense let me bring up a. We uh, shut the doors. Why don't we lock them? Well, here's a corollary. So you've got a Tyler that's outside Correct. without the door, um, right? And he's locking the door and unlocking it every time. You know, between if there's for opening and closing when the uh, the junior deacon comes out. No, I'm saying yeah. once your initial rituals. Once the once your initial rituals are over. Oh, okay. You know, oh, so oh, I see what so you're saying. So if you're doing a degree or something, it's like now you lock so, it because they're going to be in there for a while. Okay, yeah. so what you're okay. talking about is tiling from within, which is where the tiler comes into the lodge room and then lock the door behind him is what you're getting at. No, I was talking about if they were without the door. Like they're just going to unlock the door every time they need to open it. 
Here's the other downside to that. Well, the Tyler wouldn't lock the door because the Tyler's outside the door. Okay. So the the brothers inside, the, the junior deacon, the would lock okay. the doors on the inside. I can dig that. And again, the Tyler can talk to the junior deacon through the little peephole in right. the door. And of course, or we have, to... we have our knock. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so if you if you do opt for that, I will say check your local fire code or whatever the equivalent of that is in your particular mm. region because you want to make sure you're not locking the door if there is a fire or something happens inside that room and you need to get out of it very quickly. Mm. You don't want to make it more difficult for the people that you're trying to protect inside the room either. Right. But, yeah, that's I mean, true. That's, you could probably come up with some kind of mechanism that would um, mm. at least deter or slow somebody down who's trying to get in the lodge room. I Correct. Think, I like that idea. So now let's talk about the number one deterrent. At this point... It's going to be your Tyler outside the door, not farting around on TikTok, not freaking scrolling through his Facebook feeds. I feel attacked. Or sending out emails (laughs) or whatever. It's going to be an attentive Tyler. Somebody who's attentive to noises, sounds, paying attention, being aware of his surroundings. This is is important self-awareness. Knocks on doors. Knocks on doors, banging on doors. I mean... Uh, you can't even nobody. You can't unmis- you can't mistake the sound of a gunshot. So I mean, if the guy's shooting through doors, yeah. you know he's coming. But be aware of your surroundings. Don't get sucked into your phone if you're a tiger. Correct. You know, be aware. Be aware. Yeah. You know, you're outside the door. You know, you can. You don't have to just sit in the chair. Walk around your space. Yeah. Take a peek down the stairs. That's what sure. I do personally. I have my sword just because I don't know. It's something to hold on to in case mm-hmm. somebody comes up the door. It looks pretty serious if there's a right. guy walking back back and forth with a sword. But I'll pace back and forth. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Tyler's and different ways to um, not use a sword that's a ceremonial sword. But you should also, in my opinion, have some sort of an effective way. To stop or slow a threat. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the different ones. Okay. Uh, pepper spray. Yeah. That's we're gonna go non-lethal to lethal. Pepper spray. Yeah. In most jurisdictions, it's I would guess is probably pretty legal to have some yeah. pepper Stand spray. Stand off to the spray. side. Yeah. Wait for that some bitch to come up the stairs and bless him and bless him with the hot sauce right in the eyes. <laughs> yes, but all the while. Yeah, but. <laughs> Even with pepper spray, brothers, just, you know, always know your target. <laughs> What's beyond it? Because if it's me coming up the stairs late for Lodge, I don't want a face full of OC. <laughs> I don't know if you're into that. You're probably immune to it at this point. At but this point, pretty much. Military service and so forth, but not me. I like, put it I would, on my tacos. Yeah, I would cry a little. So, yes, always know your target and what's beyond it. But, yeah, I mean, that's a nice non-lethal way mm-hmm. of... Um, at least slowing a threat down. So, and the reason why I'm saying non, well, the right reason why I'm going non-lethal to lethal, or because we all know what lethal is. Lethal is pretty much, you know, yeah, I mean, firearm. You're going to be backed up against a wall for something. Like uh, that, I mean, sure. and some lodges don't allow lethal, right, in the lodge room. Yep, but there's nothing stopping a Tyler from staying outside the lodge room. Mm. Some may not some, allow it in their buildings. That. Yeah, okay. the empty room. And or, we're going to get yeah, to yeah. what's the next possible thing we can do here. Yep, but. I mean, lethal. We don't really talk about like guys coming up the store, coming upstairs. He's got a double barrel shotgun. Yeah, just you got other options. Don't like suck yeah. with your handgun. But if you flee, now you're leaving your lodge. All your brothers unprotected. Right. Or I'm saying if you have no options. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Don't suck with a firearm. And um, 
Yeah, dead men tell no tales. If you're if you're legal to carry a firearm and you can, and the master and the jurisdiction and the building are okay with you carrying a firearm, make sure. Right. Yeah, by for God's sake, make sure that you're right. skilled at it. Make sure uh, that you've trained. James Ferguson, what about not having anything defensive or offensive in the lodge? That's part so, of the EA degree, yeah. and then also is inside the lodge. That's inside the lodge, correct? Uh, Tyler was carrying a sword around way back when we right. started our ritual. Right. So the and, Tyler and again, is still armed, even when the EA candidate is going through that initiatic right. experience, and you're told not bring anything offensive. And uh, brother James, we were also just talking earlier. We had said that you know some grand jurisdictions or, or lodges, it's up to the master in some lodges. That's what the yep. rule is here in Connecticut. If the master says no weapons in the lodge, it's no weapons. Yeah, um, prerogative. Well, we also have. I mean, I'm not saying going against the master but we also have um in connecticut we're, we're green state is that what it's called where you can conceal carry or open carry so realistically speaking yeah, if you're concealed yeah. carrying nobody really knows you have a weapon to begin with unless they're like get naked which right um Right, but you should. If still, a mason in our lodge says get naked, I'm gonna tell him get effed. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's no rule one way or the other, you could conceal carry and nobody would know. That's true, but I'm not saying you should ever uh, hide it from the master. Like if you're a Tyler, no, uh, yeah, discuss it with the master and see what mm-hmm. his will absolutely. and pleasure is on on the topic. But so yeah, I mean, or at least have a I mean a big heavy flashlight, a big heavy mag light. Mm-hmm. Um, just kicking around, especially in case the power goes out in the lodge. It's good to have one of those. But right. also, I mean, you can do a little bit of damage with that mm-hmm. yeah. if you need to. Um, and it's legal to have pool balls. I mean, they're not really offensive or defensive. You just maybe got a pool table. Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something that's like, um, so, like you, you, you would have it in the lodge anyway, but you can use it if you're really backed into a corner. Like, right. you know, piece of rebar. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, so the first thing I would say would be OC. That'd be your your basic yeah. bottom line thing. I mean, you could step it up. Some here in Connecticut were not allowed to have tasers. They are actually illegal to have a taser in the state of Connecticut because mm-hmm. uh, if you pop somebody with uh, fifty thousand volts and it stops their heart, you're going to jail for murder. Could kill somebody. Yeah. So uh, in the state of Connecticut, we you you can't buy a taser. You can't mm-hmm. go to the store and be like, "Hey, give me a taser." Yep. No. Yep. Um, but the next thing that you can get here, and I believe this is gross, they actually have called pepper ball guns. Pepper ball guns. It's I am C- not familiar with so this. So it's a CO2. Look at it. You got the computer right there. Look it up. You'll okay. see this thing's pretty cool. Right. Um, it's a it's it's a it's a gun that's CO2 powered, and uh, you basically put a CO2 in the handle of it, and you screw it until it's tight and it pushes and it pops the CO2. And it's got little balls. You could throw it up on the throat. Yeah, yeah throw that, throw that bad boy up on the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Link and then go in here and then keep talking. We're good. So yeah, so it's a pepper ball gun, and w- there are different shots for this pepper ball. So one, it's either a soft plastic ball of pepper, like like, <laughs> a, like a paintball for paintball, like guns, a paintball, but full of nasties. <laughs> it's okay. full of pepper. The other thing you can get is actually what's called the hard shot, which is, is a solid piece of plastic ball. And I'm sorry if I, I've been paintballing before, right? I've been airsofting before. Paintballs hurt like a bitch. They generally and they do, are full of yeah. paint, and there's nothing inside of them. So there depends thin, how close you are and how cold it is outside. Thin I guess. plastic, yeah, full of paint. Okay, yeah. 
to get popped in the face or in the back of the or the chest or the back or wherever with a solid piece of plastic is gonna hurt like a bitch so even if the guy still has the firearm the live the, the actual lethal and you pop six or seven of these into his face the last thing he's thinking about is, let me try to shoot this dude. He's going to be thinking, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge yeah. because my face hurts. Or his aim is going to be terrible. And he's just yes, because gonna... they, I mean, these things yeah. come out like, they come out hard and fast. Like they're 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 painful. I mean, it looks like a pretty solid feat of engineering here. We got we have a uh, a square up on the screen for those that are watching uh, the podcast over YouTube, and it looks like I mean it, it really resembles a uh, a stripped down paintball gun. Yeah, it's probably got a little CO two tank in the the grip or something like that, right? Like a little right. CO two mm-hmm. tank that you would use in like one of those. Yeah, and uh, James Ferguson saying that right there. He's saying also their paintballs are pepper spraying them. Again, yeah. I personally would stay away from the pepper spray. If if somebody's coming up with lethal, and I don't have lethal, uh, I'm going to go with something that's going to sting like a bitch. So personally, I would go with, uh, I, I would probably go with the hard plastic ones the that, that are, you know, going to do some damage. Uh, again, if you right. pop them in the face or pop them in the eye, with a hard piece of plastic, you're probably going to, A, do damage to his eye instantly. And uh, for anybody who's ever been punched in the face, the last thing, if you ever got punched in the nose, the last thing you're thinking about is continuing your assault, if you will. Because have you ever been punched in the nose, Ken? No, you have have a perfect nose. No, I have been punched in the nose. Really? Have you ever broken your nose? I've never had my nose broken. Do you ever have raccoon eyes? Yeah. You had raccoon eyes? I've gotten in fights before. And your nose Not is... for a long time, but yes. My but you have such is... a perfect nose. That's because I didn't have somebody like standing on top of me and pummeling the crap out of me. <laughs> Usually I ended fights when someone else started one, yeah, so they see, didn't look get at, too look many at, hits. Look at the in. hook on this one. Look at, look at, all, the, yeah, look at yeah. all the scar tissue up here and the, and the bridge of my well, nose. Well, you're basically like at <laughs> shoulder height to me, so it's like the only thing I could hit. <laughs> no man I, um, i've been hit in the face and yes i did not want to continue doing whatever yeah no it stops point. you on a dime yeah. so i mean yeah. getting hit in the face with a with a hard piece of plastic uh yeah report that get that out of here what just when we nonsense? were saying good things about the i don't even know what that is just go to the right there yep and just go to uh report, report. yeah mm-hmm. and then just go to it's it's unwanted spam <laughs> it's spam up there yep yeah goodbye yeah. see you later those fedodia um, let's see here. But he says, yeah, law enforcement, or James Ferguson, he says, yep. uh, Brother James Ferguson says, all uh, law enforcement and bounty hunters that use them. Yeah, they absolutely do. And you can get these as a civilian. They're, you hmm. can buy them. They're, you can get them right on freaking Amazon. Uh, again. That would actually work pretty well, I think, for a Tyler. Hell yeah, it would. Um, and you're hopefully ostensibly far enough away that, you know, the back splatter from that stuff isn't getting on you and doing damage to you at the same time that you're. Joseph Schultz says, uh, getting smacked in the face by little balls isn't new to some of us. Right, George? Yeah, Joe will be back next week. (laughs) These things are going to go off the rails. And thank you for the assist. Yep. (laughs) Well done, Joe. Um, No, but that that to me would be the most powerful non-deterrent. I mean, yeah, granted, you I didn't even know do... that these things existed. But yeah, yeah I, I. I mean, you could always go classic with, with a baseball bat and everything. But again, now you're talking about you have to get within arm's distance and, and actually get hands on with the person. Yeah. Whereas this little pepper ball gun or this little you know, hard plastic gun, you could be from here to you know, the other side of the room away. Hmm. And 
it's CO2 powered, so it's not. Um, that's actually that's a pretty good yeah. idea. Uh, that's that, if you want to go non legal non-lethal. in your area and you're qualified to own one of those things. And there's no qualification. You know, they're, they're, well, depending on where you are in the world, too. I'm sure. Oh, like, okay. you know, fair, fair, fair. We have fair worldwide point. listeners, but right. Yeah, I mean, if you you could keep it in a holster on yourself, you could hide Put it, it on the hide it somewhere table next in the to you ante and stick room. it in the drawer when you're done. Yeah, well, yeah. be careful about that too, because you know you could have little kids at some point floating around Put the lodge room. You okay. want, you know. Put it in a drawer yes. that you can lock. Make sure it is. Yeah, make sure you are following your local <laughs> um, local regulations on the safe storage of anything, right. any weapon, or any kind of uh, self protective thing that you want to deploy. PSK auto salt gun for flies right to the eyes. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, that would work too. You could also, you know, if in, know, let's go with lethal. Okay, obviously a firearm is going to be the, the the end all. I mean that that'll stop a threat. Yep. Be proficient with it, and don't yeah. be a fucking idiot. And I say that with the utmost respect because there are a lot of idiots out there who own guns that probably shouldn't because they're. They don't abide by the safety rules. Yeah, or they do. They just don't train with that firearm they're not proficient with it so if god forbid some they they they're in a situation where they have to defend themselves or others there's actually and they a, lock up and can, you know can't use the thing effectively what's the point of having it it's actually a pretty funny uh, video of a firearms instructor which scares the shit oh, out I of me i saw him. that one with the, with the with 44 the magnum yeah yeah and he had his freaking booger hook on the bang button yeah. as he's trying to instruct and it he went was, off in his face. He was cocking the hammer back, and I think it slipped out of his thumb or out of his. No, he had his finger on the oh, trigger. Yeah, the, if you look, okay. And he was he, also when he cocked it back, and he was thumbing the hammer, it squeezing the trigger, flopped forward, it flopped forward, him, yeah. boom, and then the guy goes, "Did he's, you mean to do that?" Yeah. He's just like bouncing around, yeah. and like the guy in the class <laughs> is like laughing. I'm like, wow, man, this. So my point is, be proficient good. and be safe with a firearm. Yep. Yep. Don't. Do dumb shit. Yep, which is kind of common sense and it find kind of falls outside of the scope of the podcast. But yes, if you're going right. to do that, then you do have to be as safe as you would be anywhere else with a firearm. And uh, I think always my mug by... is leaking. No, I think you might have spilled a little bit. You were mixing it. I think you were swishing it, and a little bit came out. I saw it a second ago. All right, whatever. So yeah, always follow your local rules and regulations, mm-hmm. you know, about owning a firearm or any other kind of weapon inside the lodge and follow the direction of the worshipful master and uh-huh. your local Masonic jurisdiction on whether or not you can own these things. But do the best you can with what you have. We gave you a few options right. to choose from. Um, uh, gee, uh, Brother James Ferguson records do say that CCL, which is concealed carry license holders, are more proficient than most law endorsement. Law, law enforcement, enforcement. I think yes. Is what he's saying. So, understand. It could be. That not, could, could be. Yeah. Understand. Um, it's all. If you're going to have something, like like a firearm, you need to train with this. Mm-hmm. Don't you need to, to practice with it? You need to be familiar with it. You need to be comfortable with it. Nope. The worst people are the ones that get these things because I got the money for it. I want it to protect my house. They slip it into the drawer or they stick it in the safe and they never touch it. Mm-hmm. Because when the time comes that you may potentially need this, God forbid, you're not going to know what the hell you're doing. Right. And understand, there's a big difference between using a firearm at a static range right. and actually and using it under, it duress. under duress. Yep. So, so you're going to end up hurting yourself or somebody <laughs> else if you're not trained on that. And the other thing is about the law enforcement thing. I mean... A lot of law enforcement agencies have a minimum level of proficiency yeah. mm-hmm. that you have. You know, you have to 
train and you have to pass um what do they call it yeah you have uh, you have a qualification qualification mm-hmm. and you have to do that maybe once a year maybe twice a year whatever i gotta it is, do mine varies. i gotta do mine every six months right so um, in, in in the united states ccl or yeah concealed carry license holders generally mm-hmm. are well, firearms yeah. enthusiasts they go plinking a lot they probably mm-hmm. get a lot more practice in than some law enforcement agencies Ours are just i know the- some law enforcement agents that are also big firearms guys right. and they do a lot more training than they you know right. than the, the agency makes them do right. um but i could see that i mean on average mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a generalization. Right. There's going to be a few on both sides of and the a, spectrum. And, and again, yeah, I mean, in Connecticut, oh, sorry, in an itch. In Connecticut, we don't have a CCL, which is a concealed carry, because in the state of Connecticut, you can open carry or you can conceal carry. It, it, it's, we have a firearm. We just have a permit, state pistol permit. That's it. Yeah. And that's a permit yeah. to carry. Yep. Um, but my point is, is that you know you get what you put into it. Just like anything else. Yeah. If the more yeah. you train, again, I have to for work every six months, but I go frequently. Sometimes I go once a month, maybe once every two yeah. months, or, you know, I do it on my own. On top of that, I also have a Mantis X system, which is just a laser that goes to the front rail, and I practice yeah. right in the safety dry firing of my own home. Yeah. So I'm constantly practicing and improving and learning things. In, mm. in, in, now, if you were only doing that every six months in order to qualify, first of all, what are the odds that you're going to qualify well? And second of all, right. what well, are the odds that you're going to be in a, well, you know, in a, in a less prepared state if you ever had to use that to defend yourself correct. in a real situation? So, right. yeah, it's like anything else. Practice. Right. Practice makes perfect. And you can always tell who, who practices. But that's neither here nor there. And uh, the last thing you can always do is just get a pair of nunchucks. Or you can hire the Ninja Turtles. Shocks. Yeah, I don't think they're four higher. They're not like the A team. I think you could. I think they just kind of like show up when get you some, need them. Get some Chinese stars. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Or yeah. if you pack your own rounds, you could just fill a shotgun shell full of thumbtacks and paneling nails. Could you imagine going to the hospital with thumbtacks and paneling nails hanging out of your ass? That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to advocate that one. It's... No, not going to endorse that. Just we'll screw it off. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, uh, Katie Riff, popping into help engagement. Better to practice <laughs> and never need it than to never practice and fuck it up. That's, That's true. true. Fair point. So she jumped on the feed just to increase our engagement score. <laughs> That's a true fan right there. Thank you so much, Katie. Appreciate Thank you. Are uh, ninjas are ninja turtles considered men? Can they join oh a lodge? My God, now we're really off. The I rails. mean. <laughs> I mean, I would go with a yes. I mean, men would be the only ones who would come up with words like cowabunga. Men of lawful age and well recommended. I mean, theoretically, they were they were like teenagers. They liked right? pizza. So were they over saying. the age of eighteen? I don't know if we could make a Ninja Turtle a Mason in this jurisdiction or not. I'm pretty sure we couldn't. Daniel felt a slingshot in a bag of marbles. Yeah, that'll work too. But. uh just whatever's that hand suck with a slingshot <laughs> yeah don't suck with a slingshot either don't accidentally hit all i could just all i could picture in my head is from the, from home alone where he's got the shot when he's got the little bb gunner and oh, and it hits him hello oh, God. <laughs> that's just brutal peter daigle they're teenagers so no see see he's siding with uh, me. all right yeah they're, they're teenagers, teenagers. ninja all turtle right. thing uh we're way i'm off hoping this will help our discord prices go down in the arms of the <laughs> We're gonna have to drop our price because, like, the demand is just gonna be like non-existent. <laughs> you know, it's 
Uh, anyway, we're having our own supply chain crisis here. What do you right say, now. Ken? Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job on this too. one. I don't think we harped on the no. the, the lethal no. remedies to the no. situation. There's, there's so many other ways. To understand, lethal, the lethal shouldn't be no all and all say all. You should no. have other things in place to prevent before you even get to that point of having to go lethal or hands-on. Yeah. You should be doing things in your lodge. Your lodge should be doing things. And yes, I know. All the past messages are going to, eh, we don't get the money for that. But realistically. No, you know what? Good locks, good doors, uh, good lights. If you got enough money for the string beans and the ZD, yeah, you got yeah, enough yeah. money to get spend the money to, to do at least the basics to protect your stuff. Yep. So. That's true. What do you say, Ken? I think we're good. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. Right, Worshipful Brother George Mudry signing off. I'm Worshipful Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Be What's well, this? my Wait, 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 hold on. Stand by. Uh, James Ferguson, Nebraska's 18. And I'm the most, and I am most U.S. states. You need to be 18 to carry swords and nunchucks. Ah, oh. uh, okay. So in Nebraska, you need 18 to be a Mason. So yep. theoretically, 18 to be a Tyler, and you can also carry swords and nunchucks. So there we go. I mean, that's what you're going to do in Nebraska if you're a, a new Tyler. Perfect. Yep. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, friends. Thanks so much. Boop.